You're listening to the podcast where you can feast on all the information in the world of sports. Now, here's your host, Tommy Yu. Hey guys, so I just want to let the whole league know that I am going to have an open application for a new co-host for this podcast because Darren has been everything but reliable. He has been backing out and not only has he been backing out, he gives me about like less than an hour's notice that he can't make it. It's not until I reach out to him saying, oh yeah, I think the show doc is done. Uh, Let me know what your input is. And then he'll be like, oh dude, I don't think I can make it tonight. Which once again, it's fine if you can't make it. I mean, this is a free podcast, even though it goes out to millions and millions of listeners. But unfortunately, Darren just thinks this is, you know, just for fun, but whatever. I am happy though. I am not doing a solo podcast this time around. I'm going to try my best not to do any solo podcast. I'm always going to have a guest. And I am very, very excited to present my next guest. She is sitting next to me, giggling nonstop for reasons I don't know why. But before I introduce her, the her actually is my wonderful wife, Emily. I was actually in the kitchen complaining that Darren isn't going to be able to podcast. So I said, oh, I might just do a solo. And she's like, oh, here, I could be a guest. And of course I was thrilled. I, I thought the league would love this. But get this, as soon as she agrees, we sit on the couch. I bring my whole setup down into the living room. She pops a hard caramel in her mouth. Time out. First off, if you're not under the age of like 80 years old, why do you even have hard caramels? And two, why would you think it's a good idea to pop one in right before? Like if it's the chewy ones, that makes sense. But this is one of the hard ones where if it's in your mouth, it kind of rouses. So, you know, anyway, I, I've gone long enough. I want to introduce her so she can finally start defending herself a little bit. Welcome to the podcast, Em. Hello. And also, you enjoy these caramels, too. Don't call me 80, though. All right. First off, that was very robust. Hello. This Everyone likes car- Okay, whatever. Let's Maybe she'll loosen up a little bit more. But, you know, I'm just going to jump right into it. I do have a slew of questions I kind of pre-screened her on. So let's see how this goes. The appetizer. So, Em... I don't know if you listen to our podcast, or actually, I do know the answer is no, even though it's a worldwide podcast. Um, but I ask all my guests what their background in fantasy is, how many years they've been playing. I know the story, but I kind of want to put the ball in your court and just ask more formally. How long have you played fantasy football, or have you ever played fantasy football? Tommy one time let me play fantasy football for a year, and he got together the smallest group of people ever. We drafted and everything. And then after the second week, I didn't check it anymore because I picked first overall David Johnson, who then ah! ended up getting hurt within like the first week. And then it just wasn't pleasant after that. And he has never let me play since. So I have watched from the sidelines as he has played on his own. It's very true. But in my defense, this was right after David Johnson had that monster year. And of course, the year after that, he kind of did his encore by like breaking his wrist or whatever. And he was out for the whole year. So Emily was uh, not happy when she realized her first round pick her very first pick ever in her fantasy football career did not end the way she wanted it to. But um, if my memory serves correctly, your entire team was filled with Chiefs players. Is that correct? I don't remember who I drafted, but I also was very new to the world. (laughs) I I was very new to fantasy football and I barely knew the players like I would nowadays. Okay. Um, For some reason, my wife stopped talking. Um, So if you guys don't know, I have this little external mic. It's a little USB mic. And 
uh, for it to pick up audio a little bit better, especially between two people. I have to pass it back around. And as she was talking, she was like twirling the mic back and forth like a little wand. And I just kind of whispered, stop twirling it. And then she just stopped and gave the mic back. So, oh, okay. No, yeah, that's probably true. I probably wasn't listening. It didn't sound like an end of the sentence. But when I listen back, I don't think you finished your statement. Maybe the guys will back it up more. But, um, well, do you? Well, kind of talking about fantasy, like I said, uh, so I put together a little group. I think it was either Kevin or Kenny. One of them were in the league, and um, I actually believe uh, there might have been one other. I think Chuck might have actually been in the league, too. It was like a four-man league because at the time, I kept thinking in my head, yes, my wife does like football. She's getting into it more, but, you know, in like the fifth round, I mean, if you think about it, by the fifth round, four people, 20 people have already gone off the board. Is my wife really going to know like more players after that? So I didn't think so. So that's why I kept it so small. And I'm glad I, I'm glad I did because she even admitted that after like the second week, she stopped checking, which is exactly why I have not invited her to any more fantasy leagues. But I kind of want to turn it around a little bit. Um Obviously, you know that the PDL has been a big part of my life uh, all the time. I'm telling you, oh, I'm th- what, what project should I do for the league? Or, help, hey, Em, can you help me with this video or whatever? But uh, I kind of wanted to get your take. What is your very first memory that you have of me making this league, if you have any at all? Yeah, so I remember after you formed your league, uh, I had to make everyone's draft card pick with the cricket. And it was very small stars and very small font letters that I had to piece together and glue together. So that is my very first memory of you forming this league was making a bunch of crafts. Well, first off, I didn't make a lot of crafts. You did luckily so. So if you guys remember our inaugural draft, I know I sent all these really cool like PDL things. And I know I was shamelessly admitting that I didn't do it. My wife did it. And it was kind of a pain in the butt. I don't know if any of you guys actually still have it. I hope you guys do because it's a part of history because this league is going to be world renowned soon. But there's like these little stars that have to be glued on perfectly. And there's just a lot of little intricate parts that needs a lot of finesse. And I'm definitely not a finesse person. So I remember kind of just dropping by my wife because uh, we had a cricket machine saying, Hey, so here's a project. I need you to print 11 of these things, all intricate. And um, yeah, just do it all. All I'll do is I'll kind of write inside of it. So uh, all I'm going to say is lucky for me, my wife is a school teacher for those of you who don't know. So she's very crafty. We have, Pretty much everything that I need here. I remember when I actually got my new job recently. I know you guys know that I just recently got a new job. They took me to a supply closet and said, do you actually need anything like notepads or anything? I was like, no, my wife is a school teacher. So I'm pretty much, I'm pretty sure if every Staples and Office Max shut down, we would be pretty good for pretty much forever still, because that's how stocked we are. But with that being said, uh, I know if you guys like that very first, I think that might've actually been the very first cool thing I did for the league was sending out those invites. A lot of that actually has to do with my wife. So I know I get a lot of credit for all the cool projects I do, but I will be honest. I would be nothing without her help. So, and this is the only glowing recommendations I'll get because now I'm just going to head over to the main course. The main course. So fantasy football is being been just like a really big part of my life and things like that but i kind of would like to get your point of view how has it been how have what what is your view on fantasy football 
Uh, how does my love for fantasy football impact you? Just, you know, just whatever you want to say. It'd be really cool because I know on this podcast, there's a lot of spouses that might feel the same way. And I was telling you, uh, Jackie with Darren. Yeah, Jackie, you know, she just kind of humors her and saying, yeah, I know fantasy football, whatever. She doesn't really care, but, you know, she'll be nice because it's something Darren likes to talk about. And I'm sure all the guys in Oregon, a lot of them are married. I'm sure their wives, if actually I know... um some of the wives actually do play fantasy football. So that's pretty cool. But I, once again, I know some other spouses might be on your end as well, where they can care less, but they just kind of put up with it. So this is just my long ramble of saying, how has fantasy football impacted you? And really how has it been seeing how much it runs my life and how much of fantasy football did you actually know before you met me? How about we start with that question? How much fantasy football did you know before you met me? This is a loaded question. Um, so actually before the whole fantasy football thing, I think I was conditioned that I grew up with a father who loves college football. And so our Saturday was filled with staying at home for the most part and watching college football all day. Um, of course, shout out to Penn State. Uh, that's how i remember most of my childhood being was dedicated to football on a certain day of the week obviously saturday until i got older and i could drive and do my own things uh before i met you i had known a fantasy and what it was but i didn't know what it entailed um you have been i know in your past you've been very dedicated to fantasy football you talk about these posters and watching games on multi different screens before. Uh, so I knew coming into our relationship, it was definitely going to be a big part. And so I think just the fact that I have grown up with all day Saturday being a football day, and now it's just kind of more transitioned into it being a Sunday all day football day for the NFL. Uh, I am very much used to it now. I also do appreciate because I do spend a lot of times watching the game too and Sunday for me is a big lesson plan and working from home day so pairing it with football is always a great match Uh, the other thing I get out of fantasy football is you have lots of players on other teams that you like and so getting to travel to watch the Chiefs so you could find a player that you like on the other team or somewhere in that game has also been really helpful like when we went to the Chiefs playing at the Browns. I think you had Baker Mayfield or something along that line. So you enjoyed doing that. So it has also helped me because I enjoyed traveling and doing the live games also. Yeah, actually, you bring a lot of great points. Uh, This is actually a conversation I didn't have with my wife leading up to the podcast because I wanted to keep it fresh. So a lot of these stories I've known about, but I'm hearing it for the first time. But it's really cool. We do love traveling, and it's really cool how I'm able to, of course, force myself to weave in fantasy football. So when I tell you guys that I'm obsessed with fantasy football, I'm telling you, uh, of course, during the football season, it's easy to talk about, but I'm talking about like true degenerate. Come like March, April, I'm still obsessed with fantasy football. So I'm trying to think of ways to kind of plan the rest of my year on how it can kind of revolve around that or think about different projects for you guys. But Yeah, I remember actually when I went down to Cleveland, like Emily mentioned, it was my very first Dynasty League ever. Think of it almost as the guinea pig for the PDL. Uh, I made a league on Flea Flicker, actually. And uh, I remember the rookie draft, I smashed it. I grabbed like Baker Mayfield in like the third. This wasn't a super flex league, uh, but I grabbed them in like the third round of the rookie draft because he kept falling and blah, blah, blah. And eventually, uh, of course, this was when... uh, 
Baker Mayfield had that record-breaking rookie year where he threw for like 27, 28 touchdowns. So I was obsessed with him and things like that. And so much to the point where I got his jersey. We went out to Cleveland to watch him. Um, one thing you guys might not know, or actually I probably brought it up another podcast, my wife's favorite team are the Chiefs. So of course, when they came to Cleveland, which isn't that far from where we live, I was like, oh, how cool would it be? to go all the way to Cleveland so I could see, you know, Baker, see Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that, that that's pretty cool. And uh, we ended up going, and honestly, Cleveland isn't as much of a shithole as everyone makes it out to be. We had a great time. Um, We have a lot of cool pictures to kind of commemorate the time we had there. We even saw the, uh, what's that called? The Christmas Story House or what? what is it? Yeah, A Christmas Story. Yeah, whatever that movie is. They have that little house, and we kind of want by that house in Cleveland. Uh, there's, like, a lot of cool touristy things to do. There was also, like, an industrial park or something that we went to. I remember, like, a little museum, whatever have you. But overall, it was a great time, so it's really cool to get my wife into it. Um, One question that's off the cuff that I actually don't even have written down here or prepped you. Emily, I truly want to put you on the spot and ask you, how does it feel to be married to a PDL defending champion. The champ is here! I mean, it's kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> I watched all year as you have made so many trades uh-huh. and Damn straight. busted on you for doing and giving away all these people uh, for you to turn around and somehow win. I also think the pandemic is a little bit behind it because we have spent so much time at home. So you've been able to focus so much on so much of your time on your uh, team because it, we've been together like six years now. And this is the first time wow. you have, I mean, I definitely won, but I almost also want to say made to the championship game. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, I think we have to give the pandemic a little credit there, too. Just like my wife, they kind of take me off the pedestal. Stop from making me feel saying, oh, you only won because you have no life is essentially what she's saying. But she's she's right. Um, My wife and I, we've been married since 2017. And I promise you guys, if I were getting married now, all of you would be invited to my wedding. So you guys would know when I got married. But uh, since 2017, but even before then, we knew each other for a while. Uh, so, yeah, she's right. About six years we've been uh, together, have known each other, been married three years, but from all those times she knew I was obsessed with fantasy, but I just, you know, I, I just, some it's not years, some years, multiple teams too. Wow. <laughs> wow. So I, I didn't have the best track. Like I was definitely obsessed, but things wouldn't swing my way. Get a uh, case of the injury bugs. I know Darren might be able to defend me a little bit here and there. Cause I would always talk to him about how crappy my luck was with injuries. And even he would be like, damn, yeah, you really got smashed by that. But anyway, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into this team, so I'm glad I pulled out the dub. Emily has been throwing me into the shadow realm. Being she knew how much how obsessed I was with Joe, Joe Burrow, she knew I was obsessed. Emily, can you tell them how much I love that guy? Yes, yes, you really love him. I would talk about him nonstop. Uh, I love cigars, and when he was sitting at the national championship game, at LSU just smoking the stoogie just in the light. I was like, holy shit, this guy. And I don't know. I just love Joe Burrow. And then when I finally broke the news that I traded him, she was like, how dare you? You're, you're just throwing away your team. And I was like, Em, it's not like I gave him away for nothing. I didn't want to do it, but I had to do it to win the championship. But all I'm going to say is I'm sitting here pretty with this championship. No one could take this away from me. 2020 is going to be known as a weird year for everyone. Unfortunately, with a lot of, uh, you know, sadness, I'm going to reflect back on 2020 being a disaster, but there's a little glimmer of hope. I will see that I am and always will be the 2020 PDL champion. 
So with that fun stuff out of the way, I kind of want to change things up a little bit and head towards the dessert. The dessert. So like I said before, my wife is a big Chiefs fan, so I kind of want to open up the floor and just ask, uh, Emily, how did you become a Chiefs fan? And actually before that, like you said, uh, my wife growing up, she wasn't into football. She was actually a cheerleader for most of her life, but more in like the competitive scene, not just, oh, going to, you know, the Friday night football game, which she definitely did as well, but she was more on the competitive scene. So she has definitely known about football, but football to her was more college football because that's all her dad would watch. Bob, giving you a shout out. I know you listen to these podcasts. So Bob, if you hear me, thanks for helping us uh, fix our water purifier and fixing our kitchen faucet. Appreciated. But he was more of a, a Penn State college football fan. And so, you know, coming up, Emily didn't really have a team. She lived in central PA, kind of in the middle point, I guess. Pittsburgh's a little bit further away, Philadelphia being the closest. But uh, I kind of want to get your backstory. What teams did you used to root for when you were little? And how did you find yourself to be a Chiefs fan now? (laughs) So I'll be honest. I definitely did not really know about the NFL until I'd say middle school. And there was a kid in my class who really liked the Eagles and I was always rooting against to pick on him ruining (laughs) so I because he hated the Steelers so I started cheering for the Steelers and that happened to be actually also the year one of the years they made it to the Super Bowl there so I just kind of followed along as far as if they had made it to the Super Bowl I guess you could say for several years but never really cared it's not like i owned went out and bought jerseys or shirts or really paid attention to their games yeah no terrible towel um and then so over the time uh it definitely faded that Steelers. i wouldn't even say love but just being interested in them and then when i met tommy he is obsessed like hugely obsessed with the eagles it is everything about him um so just naturally that kind of fell into my life following and watching the eagles and being interested in them to pick up on that interest so i did start to like the eagles and we incorporate a lot of eagles things into our wedding and our engagement pictures and things like that but at the time we had also moved to kansas city And being there, the Chiefs are a huge part of the city. Um, And one thing we enjoy doing is experiences. And so, of course, we had to get in that Chiefs game. And so I would say within the first month, we had already bought tickets and been to a Chiefs game and we fell in love. And I want to say we came home that after the first Chiefs game and immediately bought our second tickets. And then that year, we also, I think we went to like a divisional game. And then the next year we had just gone to even more games and it just became a lot of fun um, to be at the games, to follow along, to be in the city, the environment. Um, At the time where I was teaching, I was going through a really rough patch. And so having kind of like the chiefs there to distract me was also really um, helpful in that way too. And yeah, I mean, overall, I've just became obsessed and started buying all the gear and it just has carried over as we moved here. I still follow along um, to the team and what they're doing, and I hope to continue doing that, even from Pennsylvania. Yeah, so 
I want to be up front and say I failed as a husband that she's not an actual Eagles fan, but a lot of that is not really my fault because kind of like she said, she's never been to an Eagles game before. She might not have said that, but we've been to maybe six, seven Chiefs games. We've been to many, many Chiefs games. And just to kind of throw a little bit of highlights, though, we've been to a lot of Chiefs games. And one of them, uh, like Emily mentioned, was a playoff game when we played the Steelers actually it was super cold it was one of the iconic games it was uh it's one of those like trivia games that might be coming up a decade from now it was the game where the Steelers did not score a single touchdown and the Chiefs did score a touchdown but the Steelers still ended up winning they they kicked like what like five six field goals that game and Le'Veon Bell carried the ball like 40 times and we still lost yeah and Emily still till this day hates Le'Veon Bell because of what he did to us during that playoff run so when the Chiefs signed Le'Veon Bell I thought that was funny uh but a couple more highlights of different uh Chiefs games that we went that were actually iconic looking back also that divisional playoff game the timing was moved because there was an ice storm that had come through so they delayed the start time yeah, it's true. That's not why I think it will be remembered, though. It was just remembered because it's the only game in the playoff history where one team scores a touchdown, the other one doesn't. And the one that didn't still won. But other legendary game, Emily, you are right, though. It was cold as balls, and we put hand warmers in our shoes, and my feet were still numb. So it was one of the coldest experiences I've ever had in my life. Jordan Sparks sang the national anthem. Oh my God. She remembers these things. And I, you can tell she's a casual fan because she remembers these things. And I don't remember squat. Was there a flyover? I don't remember a flyover happening. I don't remember if there's a flyover in that game. But, I remember- but she remembers that Jordan Sparks sang the national anthem. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. We were supposed to see a flyover one time, but we were late getting to that a was game. The opening game. Yeah, that was the opening game. So, um, but yeah, so I just want to highlight some other games Emily and I went to that ended up being like iconic or like legendary in a way that will be remembered. So we went to that historic playoff game that we lost, unfortunately. We also went to, I believe it was the Chiefs biggest comeback in history when they played against the Chargers, right? Yeah, they played against the Chargers. I don't remember what the deficit was, but it was the biggest comeback in Chiefs history at home. Uh, They played against the Chargers. I really wish I remembered the score, but uh, I can probably say we were there in person for that. And last but not least, Emily, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, I kind of we just went to this game on a whim, but it was against the Jets when Ryan Fitzpatrick threw six interceptions. And remember when I was sitting here, uh, you know, during a game, you kind of get up, get French fries, go to the bathroom, whatever. And whenever you know, I only go with my wife, so I'm not just gonna say, "All right, Emily, you go get you know the cheese sticks." I'm gonna sit here anytime we need to go to a restroom or you know get food, we go together. And I remember one time we went to get food and we came back and Fitzpatrick threw another interception. I was like, "Oh wow, that's like his second or third interception." And the people around they're like, "Nah, dude, that was like his fifth interception." I was like, "Wait, what?" And he ended the game throwing six interceptions. And I'm not saying this is gonna be a game that goes down in history, but I just thought, I mean, that's kind of a fun thing. I mean, everyone loves Fitzpatrick now. He's you know Fitz Magic, but Emily got the experience. It's tragic, but uh, Emily, out of all the games that we went to, I know it's putting you on the spot. Is there a favorite game that comes to your mind? I think definitely the divisional game because of the energy in the stadium. Arrowhead Stadium is crazy loud. Obviously, they hold the record for the loudest stadium. Um, But just the environment was really cool. Everyone was super loud. And it's really one that stands out to me because I remember it being really packed. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um I think the Chargers game was one of my favorites because it was the biggest comeback they've ever or the biggest deficit, whatever have however you want to word it. Not when the Chiefs played the Eagles. 
Um, we went to that game. We absolutely went to that game, and that's how I realized that I failed as a husband. So the, the Eagles went to Arrowhead when I, we still lived in Kansas City. So, of course, we went to the game. Like I told you, we went to, like, 20 Chiefs games. And also, before I kind of talk about the Chiefs-Eagles game that we went to, um, at the time, Emily, I think you could uh, confirm this, we looked at season tickets at one point because we went to so many games, and – they were dirt cheap, guys. This was pre-Patrick Mahomes. This was when, you know, Alex Smith was there. And actually, uh, when we left, um, he was still a rookie and Alex Smith was still starting. And then literally the year after we left is when he took over. But there were around four to $600 for a whole season ticket. Like every single home game was around $600 for all of it. And I remember when I looked at it, I was like, that's nuts. Like, that's for, so like $1,200, that's season tickets for Emily and I to go. Obviously, since then, it has changed a lot. You know, Patrick Mahomes happens, MVP happens, Super Bowl happens. Uh, but isn't it kind of weird, Em, to kind of think back and think, wow, season tickets were like $600, whereas nowadays it would cost probably $600 for both of us to go to like the Chiefs opening game or something. It is. I definitely feel like we missed out on an opportunity to be able to be season ticket holders, but at that Chiefs season ticket holders. Yeah, I mean, we could always look back and say, hey, I mean, you guys call us a bandwagon, but we were season chief uh, ticket holders, which I think would have been cool. But yeah, so that's just how many times we went to a game. I honestly still feel like a failed husband because Emily has yet to go to a game uh, at the link, but she has been to the link. She's been to like concerts and stuff. I know we've been to Taylor Swift a bunch of times to see her perform at the link, but I think it's also kind of a good thing that she experiences the hospitality of Kansas city, Missouri, you know, all the barbecues and legendary tailgates. Everyone's so nice there. Um, so like I said, uh, the last thing I want to do is take her to like uh Eagles versus Cowboys game. Cause uh, she will see some batteries, a couple spilled beers on like eight year old kids and a, a lot of middle fingers, I'm sure. Uh, so maybe it's a good thing that we waited this long for it, but um, you know, before we end this podcast off, the last couple of questions I want to ask is I am, I'm just going to toss this up. So you're going to hit this home run. It's going to be a nice little lob. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> the Kansas city chiefs. Wow. And, uh, I do have to ask you this question. Cause I know, I know I've been asking you this question throughout the playoffs. What team, not, who, not necessarily who you're going to face in the Super Bowl, but what team are you most afraid to play right now in the playoffs? I think at first I would have told you the Buffalo Bills, but now I think my answer is changing to the Packers. I think with all of your talk and from what I'm seeing, Aaron Rodgers right now is being, uh, he's really going off on his ear. And so I think it's really hard to stop him. And so I am most nervous about them. I mean, wow, I'm actually proud of my wife so knowing so much about football, saying, you know, afraid of the Bills, afraid of the Packers. These are all the right teams. I know she was terrified of the Titans, too, which I don't blame her for at all. Uh, and I know Emily knows I'm a big Baltimore Ravens fan because I don't know if you guys know this, but the PDL champion has Lamar Jackson as his franchise quarterback. So the Delco Dreamers are still looming large in the playoff presence. It's been fantastic, but... Emily, before I go, I kind of want to put you on the spot. Let's play a little game. You were able to flex off a little bit of your uh, football knowledge, which I'm very proud of. But uh, I kind of want to put you on the spot and say, uh, let's play a little game. Just to kind of show off maybe your sports knowledge of the NFL world. Maybe this will be your ticket into uh, fantasy. Because for those of you who don't know, she's always, not always, but she's low-key been bugging me here. And they'll be like, oh, I want to play fantasy. I want to play fantasy. But I always tell her no, saying, "Em." You know, oh, 
I watch enough games to play fantasy now. Ah, okay. Well, the only reason I always say no is because she doesn't know, like after a certain amount of skill position play, she doesn't know. So after like the third round, once again, it'll be over. But let's, let's have some fun. Emily, I want you right now to try to list as many quarterbacks as you can. I will count and you can just go and I'll try to keep in mind uh, I'll actually start typing names down on the laptop. So if you repeat any, I'll let you know. But uh, here, take this mic and start going. You don't have to tell. If you could also say what team they're affiliated to, that's a huge plus, but you don't have to. Oh, boy. Okay. So I, I apologize to all you listeners as this may be a few minutes long as it takes me a little bit to think. Okay. So I will start with the obvious. We have Patrick Mahomes for the Kansas City Chiefs. With also in their division, we can go with Justin Herbert for the Chargers. I and then Derek Carr is the Raiders. And then I think is it Drew Locke? Is that the Broncos? (laughs) So I have their their division down. Okay, so the Eagles, obviously they have Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz. Um The Cowboys, well, typically it's Dak Prescott, but they have the redhead guy right now. That's good enough. Uh, Dalton. Dalton. Um, Also in their division is the Giants. It's the young guy, something Jones. He's the guy that fell when he was running with the ball. That's good I'll give it to you. David Jones? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. and then also in your division is the Redskins, who have Alex. I don't know. What oh, the Washington really? Football Team. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, okay. They have Alex Smith now, but they also I forget who they're playing right now. I don't know who the quarterback is after they released the guy, Dwayne Haskins. Oh, Heineke. I did not get that one. Okay. Also, I know Tom Brady is the Buccaneers. Um, Tua Tagaloa, yep, he's the Miami Dolphins, along with that's where Ryan Fitzpatrick is right now, too, right? Ooh, yeah. Um, there's another team in Florida, isn't there? I thought there's three. Um, Tampa, no, Tampa Bay is Tom Brady. What am I missing? Miami, the don't tell me. I, I have no idea what email. Okay, um, let's go across to the Texans. That is um, Deshaun Watson. I'll come back to Florida. <laughs> I like how you go by states. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, so Baker Mayfield is also the Cleveland Browns. We have Jared Goff, who is the Rams. I have Aaron Rodgers, who is the Packers quarterback. Um, Josh Allen is the Buffalo Bills. Lamar Jackson is the Ravens. We're just skipping all over now. Uh, I'm thinking playoffs. Oh, Ben Roethlisberger is the Steelers. Your old favorite team. Okay. I'm definitely blanking. I'm going to need to come back to the Panthers because... I, I have no idea. Do they have a rookie or do they have someone that is previously? Uh-oh, the Panthers? Oh, no. They, you'll never get him. Okay, so I'm not going to get the Panthers. Uh, oh, Kyler. Kyler Murray is the the Louisville. 
Not Louisville. They're red. They're Cardinals. There we go. Cardinals. And do you like the fun fact I always bring up when you bring him up? Kyler Murray? He's at Korean. Oh, oh yes. How many am I at? You are at. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. I'm over halfway. Twenty-one and a half. Okay, twenty-one and a half. Uh, Heineke, I almost gave you. Oh, yeah, but I got the other one that was on the Washington Redskins. Okay, what team am I missing? Um, oh, oh, Russell Wilson is the the um, Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to give you about another 30 seconds. No, now. don't time me. I thought I had unlimited time. This isn't fair. Uh, I don't know if my listeners just want to keep hearing. Um, skip forward if you don't want to hear all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen at the end if I made it. <laughs> oh, what team am I missing? Oh, the purple, the Vikings. Man, they have someone. Wait, um, Philip Rivers is playing somewhere. He just—they've just played in the Colts. Yes, he's the no, Indianapolis Colts. Twenty-four. But that's not all. I'm not getting. No, you, got you listed multiples. Yeah, you, you you listed like Wentz and Jalen Hurts. You said Dak Prescott and Andy Dalton. So there are definitely some teams you're missing, but you definitely did. You're still doing better than I thought you would have. Oh, look at that. I wish I could get the Vikings. Um, they took someone that was from the Rams, right? Is someone? No. Well, the Vikings had a lot of quarterbacks, so yeah. I don't blame you for blanking. I feel like He's someone like that I used to remember to Jared Goff is over there. You want me to say his name? To no. Nick Foles is at the Bears. He's not the I current did. starter. He's not though, the current right. starter? Yeah, Trubisky is. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he just won the MVP. So uh, big shout out to him. That's something that no other quarterbacks will ever be able to say. So uh, if you're kind of evaluating quarterbacks on their ability to get the MVP, I mean, Patrick Mahomes doesn't even have one. The Bengals have somebody. Oh, Joe Burrows. <laughs> okay, I could not get the Jets. I could not tell you the Jets. Who their quarterback is. Oh, you should know him. That quarterback destroyed Penn State in the Rose Bowl. USC. I'm oh. to tell you his name and give you an Remember? No. Sam Darnold. Oh, I would never got that. Sam Darnold. I don't watch the Jets or pay attention to you them. Don't really need to. Really <laughs> uh. Okay. I don't know what I. It really. I don't care if I don't get them all, but I wish I could name all the teams. At least made sure I made name all the teams. I think I'm close. Yeah, so far she got, it looks like, uh, 26 quarterbacks. Once again, uh, there are some backups and things like that that she named, so it's not a clean 26 starters. Uh, some of the ones I want to let you know that you might have missed is the Vikings quarterback is Kirk Cousins. Um, once again, that's not very... Drew Brees, they're the Saints. Oh, okay. All right, Drew Brees, I'll add that in right now. Drew Brees. That white guy, old white guy. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> Speaking of all the white guys, you also missed out on so, Matt Ryan on the Falcons. Yeah, I would have got that. I know. Uh, I knew him. Matt Stafford from the Lions. Why you don't you just give me teams? Uh, you didn't name the 49ers quarterback. Oh, well, isn't he hurt? Uh, the starters. Gar- Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Yep, Garoppolo. 
I'm trying to see what other teams that you may have missed on this piece of paper. Oh, you didn't have the Jaguars. <laughs> well, kinda. that's the other team in Florida that I missed. Yep, that is the team. Uh, I depends on who you really ask. They kind of keep rotating a lot right now, so I, I, I would have let you have any of them. The only one you might have a chance at recognizing would have been uh, Gardner Minshew. Oh no, no. <laughs> yeah, but no. Other than that, you you did pretty solid. Very proud of you. You got like I said, twenty seven and a half people. I feel like that's better than some people probably in the league right now, maybe. Uh, throwing some shade out to some owners that might fall into that category. But no, other than that, it's been a pleasure. Hopefully you had some fun on this podcast. Maybe I'll be able to have you on again when uh, my really, really shitty co-host just, you know, decides not to show up again. Oh, you hear that, guys? She's opening up another caramel. So I don't know if you heard that in the background. This is the end, right? This is the end, guys. But overall, I hope you guys are having a phenomenal week. Uh, I know deeper we dive into the offseason. We're going to start doing some evaluations of each team's. Uh, hopefully, maybe I'll have Darren on board this time finally. Or maybe if he isn't, he'll give me more than about an hour heads up. Uh, but no, that, of course, is joking. Darren, you do whatever you want. But just definitely let me know a little bit earlier, a little piece of shit. Anyway. Hope you guys have a great, great rest of your week. Once again, always expect an episode every single week because that is what I'm going to try to hold myself to. It's been a lot of fun, uh, but until next time. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed your meal. We'll catch you next time.